What is up my Sunlight Samurais? It's International Afro Day and as you can see we are again here at the ocean and uh, it's quite beautiful if you can see there's some light turquoise blue uh, areas of the sea just behind the rocks and that's like a very perfect place to go and dive which is what I really want to go and do soon which is gonna be amazing you know, um, not just snorkeling, but also just diving without a snorkel, staying underwater for like, you know, a couple of minutes working up. There was a book, um, what was it, Breath? No, it was um, James Ines, sort of same author that wrote Breath. He wrote a book about, um, and I forget what it's called, like deep diving or this where you dive, these guys are diving really, really deep and then they collect something and then they swim back up and they do it in one breath. So there was uh, tales of people that was in the black back in the olden days that was diving for like pearls and oysters and those kind of stuff and they could stay underwater for like 15 minutes and it was kind of like the average there wasn't even like exception so 15 minutes is quite uh, you know the achievement quite the challenge to build up to um, just imagine all that co2 that your body's retaining that has great anti-inflammatory effects um, but I still think there's a lot of research that needs to be done specifically on like deep diving what the pressure has in the body if it can be inflammatory and whatnot but there are tribes in I think it's Japan where they do dive a lot for food and these people look really good and are really healthy for their age so there is something to diving and you know retaining your co2 and staying optimally healthy so okay back to fat loss uh, there's not much updates, my weight is still more or less the same, 98.4 this, 98 this morning. And the goal is to lose about 4 pounds, which is 2 kgs per month. And I started at 100 kgs and I'm already at 95 and it's basically the 20th, like the 19th, 19th today. So I'm ahead of schedule, so when that usually happens, I just, you know, relax more on the diet. And it's like, okay, I'm not going to be as serious with the diet, I'm just going to relax more and eat a little bit of something else, just get rid of that deficit because I don't want to be deficiting so hard that you know my sleep starts to suffer, my energy starts to suffer, um, my hunger kicks in, I start to lose muscle mass, all those kind of stuff. So even if you're ahead of schedule, uh, th that's the reason I don't push it. It's because I want to retain as much muscle mass as possible and I want to have energy for these really intense workouts that I do sprints and weightlifting, all of that. But if you know anyone else is trying to lose weight and you're not really interested in uh, maintaining muscle at an advanced level you don't really have to worry that much in terms of muscle mass retention um, because a lot of people that aren't really very active when they start lifting and going in a deficit they will build muscle even if there is a big deficit going on as long as you're obviously not starving yourself and you're uh, crash dieting that's, that's the point you don't want to be crash dieting but it's fine to lose more than four pounds per month it's just kind of like that limit that I've set for myself that I don't want to exceed because um, I'm not doing rigorous testing to see how much muscle I'm retaining. And according to science, that's kind of like the safe point to make sure that you're retaining as much muscle as possible. So I can go more, but the, the chances of losing muscle mass is more, and that's, that's not what I want to do. Um, so today I just did a lot of sprints. Alex, my sprint coach, had me do a variety of uh, like drills and then some sprints and whatnot, trying to fix my uh, I, I would just say like positioning in general, just the general positioning, when I sprint, how I sprint, like how I, I position my body to be in the, like, so the whole premise around this in proper position is that if you can move in proper position, that's when you are the safest 
and that's when you can move the most explosively and the best for any kind of sport if you're in proper position so um, what is proper position is not something that I can necessarily explain to you right now it's I would rather have Alex explain that because it gets a lot technical and I think it would be better to actually create a video with Alex describing these kind of things um, you know to, to demonstrate it instead of just talking about it that would be the best um, but the thing is like the reason why people get injuries is because they're not moving in proper position if you're moving in proper position you can't get injured and that's the best way to make progress so uh, the thing is like I want to make sure I'm moving in proper position before I you know start sprinting longer distances so currently I'm limiting myself to 10 meter sprints and I'm not really going more than that and um, as I improve my overall positioning and muscle strength and muscle strength balance and those kind of stuff then I will go for longer distances but when I talk about longer distances it's still about like 30 and 40 yards at most it's most likely just gonna be like 30 yards that's gonna be long distance friends <laughs> but now I'm doing very short distance which is just 10 meters so it's all about that acceleration and stuff and as you you so um, with longer distances it's much easier to harm your hamstring or uh, get an injury somewhere in the body and in my case when I become fatigued and I run, I run a longer distance I increase my risk of pulling a hamstring this happened to me in the past so now I just stick to shorter distances where the possibility of uh, pulling a hamstring is kind of like non-existent while I f focus on fixing proper position and once my position has been fixed then I gotta go for longer distances um, but then it's it's um you know this virtual coaching makes it really difficult especially if you're helping someone to move in proper position because he's Alex is not here with me so he can't always see the way I train like I, I send him videos and stuff like that but you know that is so inferior to him actually being here and coaching me on the spot because like a coach needs to see how an athlete is on that day how much energy he has how explosive he is and what kind of position he's moving does he need to do one more set should he stop his workout you know move on to something else that's kind of like what's important so I'm kind of like learning that uh, learning to listen to my body and today I was kind of like trying a new drill and I had to cut the normal sprint short because I was feeling I was uh, you know losing velocity so at the, the moment you start losing velocity you should just terminate your workouts because the, it, there's no benefit to pushing yourself beyond that point um, because you just you're not gonna get any any more benefit you know it's like okay I have to do 10 sets but now I stop at 5 it's fine because you're not gonna lose out that you're stopping at 5 by going on you're most likely just going to harm yourself and then you need more recovery to undo what you've done just did so that's kind of like sprint, sprint workouts sprint workouts I do first in the day in the Sun usually in the middle of the day and then I do weight training and then so that's like Sundays and Wednesdays sprints and weight training and then Monday and Tuesdays are calisthenics day, a push-pull day separately. So I'm separating calisthenics from weight training. That's working great. Um, yeah, not, not much to update there. At least I feel like I'm progressing fast. In the calisthenics, the back lever I'm progressing fast. The front lever is going a little bit slower, but I'm, I'm moving in that regard. The one-arm churns are getting there. Um, what else am I doing? That's kind of like the main calisthenic movements of the planche. The planche, I, f I feel I'm getting also stronger. And, um, but I, I assume that when I rub down to like 90 kgs, it's gonna be a lot easier because I'm gonna be a lot lighter. So any kind of calisthenics is probably gonna get much easier as you drop weight. So especially if it's gonna be like fat mass, in my case. 
All right, guys, the last thing I want to talk to you about is um, basically autophagy and mitochondrial biogenesis. So the process of creating new mitochondria. So this is very important for everyone that wants to upregulate mitochondrial biogenesis. And I'm going to say that's a really bad idea just to upregulate mitochondrial biogenesis because if you have faulty mitochondria and you increase the production of your faulty mitochondria, you're going to end up with more faulty mitochondria. So what you want to do is you want to make sure your autophagy, your mitophagy, lipophagy, those kind of stuff are in check to get rid of the damaged mitochondria and then upregulate mitochondrial biogenesis um, so that you produce optimal quality mitochondria that's going to produce energy and not reactive oxygen species and inflammation. And the way you do that is by optimizing your thyroid function. So thyroid helps to upregulate mitophagy, which breaks down damaged mitochondrial fragments, and then also upregulates autophagy, which can like just you know sucks up all the damaged parts in the body, get rid of it, breaks it down into like individual lipids and fatty acids that the body, I mean, uh, fatty acids and amino acids that the body can then recycle and reuse. And then it also upregulates uh, mitochondrial biogenesis. So those optimal function in mitochondria is then replicated. And that's when you end up with a much healthier body. So don't just use supplements to upregulate mitochondrial biogenesis. What you want to do is you want to make sure your um, thyroid function is in check. You make sure you get all your vitamins and minerals from the diet, including vitamin D from sunlight, so that your body is producing energy in an optimal state in the first place to support thyroid function. And then you ensure that your thyroid is working properly. You can test your thyroid and pulse. I mean, your temps and pulse. So your temps need to be about 98.6 at a minimum per day during the day and your pulse needs to be about between 70 and 80 beats per minute depending on how fit you are um, and that's kind of like just two very simple markers to check your thyroid function and yeah just make sure you get your vitamin d and get your thyroid in check that's going to make sure that inflammation is low the immune system is in check your autophagy is upregulated or normalized that's, that's a key point normalized and then mitochondrial biogenesis can be upregulated to produce optimal function in mitochondria. And this is going to be essential for liver health, kidney health, heart health, brain health, muscle health, every organ in the body. This is going to be extremely important for those kind of stuff. All right, guys. Um, hope you enjoyed this video. One last thing I want to mention, if you're still hanging around, is that what I, I think I noticed is that my eyes tend to be always sensitive to sunlight. And you notice this when I started the vlogs and stuff, even on... Um, like cloudy days when the glare was really strong. That's a good excuse. I know it's a good excuse. But um, I can feel like now that I'm eating a lot more eggs, for some reason my eyes are feeling not as sensitive. Like I'm not squinting as bad. Like, ah, this is so bad. And um, I think it's because there are many beneficial compounds in eggs that is also beneficial for the eyeballs. And that is what I think I feel quickly. So one of the um, important compounds, like I so said, first of all, your body needs cholesterol to produce healthy cell membranes, especially like the nervous the nervous system, like the optic nerve running from the eyes into the brain. And then it also contains lutein, L-U-T-E-I-N, which usually people supplement for eye health, but eggs is a really great source of that compound. And I feel like my eyes are really feeling amazing. And that's why I stopped the slow carb diet, because of that fiber from the lentils and stuff, I was getting really bad eye irritation and some water retention, so I just stopped it, went back to a milk diet, and now my vision just feels really amazing. Like I can see everything clearly and everything is very clear. It's awesome. And I'm not squinting as bad in the sunlight, which is awesome. Also awesome. Um, 
lots of cool stuff that I still want to discuss with you guys but I'm gonna cut this short because the video is already getting too long all right my sunlight samurais hope you have a great day it's almost Christmas so if I don't get a vlog out before then which I will Merry Christmas for you guys cheers man peace out